Hello and welcome to the Learn English Football Podcasts with your hosts Tim and Tom. Hi Tom, how are you? I'm very well thanks Tim, what about you? Well, it's been a fantastic week for football in our local city Almeria. Uh, everyone's been saying Somos de Primera, we are the Premier League, we are La Liga, we're going up. So I take it we're going to talk about the second division and Almeria's promotion. So this is a special episode for anyone who's interested in Almeria Football Club. Yeah, a promotion special. Um, it's been quite a few years since Almeria were in La Liga, nearly 10 years. Uh, so it's been a massive week in the, in the city. Uh, emotions are running high. There have been a lot of nerves, a lot of uh, celebrations. I'm sure a lot of alcohol consumed. Um, we're going to break this down and we're going to talk about um, the game, the final uh, match week of the season. Uh, we're going to talk about the celebrations that night and we're going to talk about um, the party in the stadium the other night as well. As, as, as well as some more general questions about what this promotion might mean for the club and the city. I understand that you've been following the club very closely these last few weeks, Tim. I, I think you've been to a few games, haven't you? Yes, I've been sucked in by all the emotion. And when I say sucked in, I mean attracted uh, mm. by all the emotion in the situation. Uh, the second last game of the season uh, was Almeria at home to Alcorcón. Uh, promotion was in our hands uh, and tickets were, were, were very hard to get your hands on. Uh, I ended up paying a lot of money for my ticket and um, I'd like not to mention exactly how much on, on the air. Um, but, did, you, uh, did you get value for money? Well, uh, in the short term, no, but I was able to use my ticket to go to the party the other night. So I like to think of it as an unintended extra. Yes, just to uh, let our listeners know, Almeria were playing their last home game against the team at the bottom of the second division, Alcorcón. And there was a lot of optimism. I believe Almeria only needed, was it a draw to qualify? Or? They, they needed a, a win to guarantee, to guarantee promotion. Mm. If the other results had gone their way, then yes. a draw would have been enough. But the results didn't go their way. So uh -huh. in fact, a 1-1 draw against Alcorcón, and it was a late goal from Almeria. Most of the match, mm -hmm. Alcorcón uh, were winning and playing well. They were good value for their, for their lead. Yes, I watched the game and uh, I must admit I was laughing a little bit thinking about the, uh, the money you'd spent on the ticket. But actually, as a, it, as a neutral, I thought it was very interesting how competitive the game was. And this is something I would say that is true about the entire second division of Spanish football. The difference between the top teams, or in this case, the top team, Almeria, and the bottom team... Alcorcón was very little. I thought Alcorcón were worthy, potentially winners of that game. Yeah, it was a tough game. Um, it wasn't just the... Uh, I had to go to the match, Tom. I'd spent four hours clicking refresh on the Almeria ticket website with no luck. <laughs> then I went to the stadium to, sat, to stand in the midday sun for over two hours. Uh, mm -hmm. and, the, and the tickets sold out before I got to the front. And so, of course, we are in Andalusia now at the end of May. So I imagine the sun is hot at midday. Yeah, and I was wearing a black shirt. <laughs> not a great choice of attire for, mm -hmm. for that kind of conditions, for those kind of conditions. Mm -hmm. When I say attire... I I'm in clothes. Um, but anyway, so yes, that was a disappointing game and the city was starting to worry. Um, the confidence that had gone, uh, that had gone, that had been common going into that game disappeared mm -hmm. very quickly. Uh, and suddenly everyone was looking at the away match against Leganes, mm -hmm. uh, which is a, a part of Madrid. Um, 
And uh, again, Leganes were mid-table, nothing mm-hmm. to play for. Everyone was hoping they were in flip-flops, mm-hmm. uh, which is a Gary Neville expression to mean uh, they're on holiday already. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, uh, there were other teams in the mix for promotion. Um, for example, Eibar went into the last game of the season top of the league. Almeria went into the last game second. And uh, Valladolid, who of course their uh, president is Ronaldo, the mm-hmm. Brazilian Ronaldo, mm-hmm. um, they were all separated by only two points, so it was really tight. Mm-hmm. In fact, I understand going into the final game, there were nine possible permutations, nine different ways that uh, it could have finished. So from a, a neutral point of view, it was fascinating to see it was so close at the top. And of course, only two teams could qualify automatically. And Almeria must have been dreading finishing third. What do I mean by dreading? Tim? To dread something is like the opposite of to look forward to it. Is to look forward to it with with fear or, or with nerves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, they were definitely dreading the playoffs after the last two seasons. Yes, we should mention Almeria were eliminated in the the semi-finals of the playoffs both previous seasons both get... times by the same team Girona that's right in fact there was a moment about 80 minutes into the final game where the commentator announced that Almeria were in the position third place for the playoffs Girona were in sixth place for the playoffs and I think the whole city collectively were having a terrible deja vu moment where they were imagining being eliminated by Girona for a third time in a row yeah, I mean, tensions were high, that's for sure. And you could see it in the players on the pitch. I mean, the players were obviously fighting hard. They were running. They were putting a lot of effort in. But at the crucial moment, they, they were lacking in quality or they were they were making the wrong decision. And I think that's something to do with the, with the nerves of the situation. We're not going to focus too much on Leganes, apart from to say they did play well. And they took the lead uh, in the first half. Mm-hmm. And um, an absolutely crucial equaliser from Eli Rodriguez, um, who was, of course, brought in in January to, to fix the defensive crisis they had. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, he's quite a good technical player. His problems mm-hmm. are related to lack of speed. And I think he's got the turning circle of a, of a, of a double-decker bus, mm-hmm. um, which means he takes big, slow turns. Mm-hmm. But he, um, he, he scored a great goal, really. I mean, he won the header. The mm-hmm. header deflected back and... Um, he did a kind of like horizontal scissor kick instinctive volley, which mm. I think most strikers would have been proud of. Yes, it was a striker's finish from our centre-back. Uh, I've been impressed with him in the last few games this season, uh, along with Babich, the other centre-back. Uh, so that was fantastic to get that equaliser. But then they did go 2-1 down again just before half-time. Leganes retook the lead. Yes, they did, and uh, that's when you could really see from the WhatsApp groups that uh, people were really suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, but cometh the hour, cometh the man, which is a famous expression. Uh, mm-hmm. Umar Sadiq, he's mm-hmm. been absolutely on fire for Almeria this season. He's uh, He didn't win the, the top goalscorer award, but he was only one goal off, I think, in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a great goal again. It was a bit of a deflection, but mm-hmm. uh, he had the shot, it was going in. Um, mm-hmm. So So full credit to him. Absolutely, and also to the assist maker. I believe it was Robertoni who who broke down the left and pulled back the cross perfectly into the path of Sadiq, who took it into the space with his first touch, shot instinctively with his right foot. Like you said, a deflection, but it, it was a it was a world class goal. It was truly excellent. Yes, but even then, with the way the other results were going, 
Uh, Almeria were, were in third place. Valladolid were winning 3-0 and Abar was still drawing with mm-hmm. um uh with Alcorcón and the per- the way the the league is organized is if you finish uh, head to uh, on the same points with someone you have head to head. But what does head to head mean? Means they compare the results of uh, the games just between those two teams, mm-hmm. and uh, who, whoever had the better results goes through. And uh, Almeria were, were winning on head to head against Valladolid, but on, under a different rule comes into play if three teams are mm-hmm. level on points and they do what they call a mini league mm-hmm. between those three teams. And Almeria came, uh, were in the worst position of those three teams in the mini league. So although they were all level on points. Uh, and Almeria had a superior goal difference. Yes, which of course isn't taken into account. Mm-hmm. Uh, a different topic for a different show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I believe in goal difference personally. Um, but yeah, so we were relying on results other in, in other uh, stadiums or a late winner from Almeria. And the late winner didn't look like it was coming. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started uh, tuning in to Abar Alcorcón on my mobile phone. Mm-hmm. And about 10 minutes after I started tuning in, uh, Alcorcón got the goal. It was mm-hmm. a good. It was a good goal as well. Yes, uh, Zarfino, I believe his name, the player who scored against Almeria the week before that game. Yes, for all the criticism that Almeria had given Alcorcón, and there was a lot of criticism in the stadium. Uh, there were songs against Alcorcón saying they were going down to Segunda B. Uh, in the press, they were criticizing their style of play, mm-hmm. but Alcorcón came back and did Almeria a massive favor. But mm-hmm. even then. Um, in the last minute of the game, Abar went up the other end and had a, had a cross. It was a really good cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I tell you, a better header of the ball would have scored for Abar. It kind of mm-hmm. came off the, his head and shoulder at the same time. And even then only went a couple of uh, inches wide. So uh, it was tight stuff right until the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, 19th, the, the, the final whistle was blown. And uh, suddenly uh, the, the, the city erupted. You could hear mm-hmm. shouts from the windows. You could hear cars. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about now, Tom. Yeah, well, I just want to mention the, the last seven minutes were particularly interesting in the Almeria game. There was a sense of desperation, a, a need to score, but you could feel they, they just weren't going to get it. They, they weren't creating enough clear-cut opportunities and then the news came in that Alcocon had scored against Ibar. The, the touchline where all the players and the staff from the Almeria suddenly were frantically communicating to the players out on the field. We're winning. Take it to the corner. Take it to the corner. You know, just keep the ball. <laughs> yeah, I want to know what uh, application the Almeria fans used to find out the results because I was watching on live TV mm-hmm. and the A-bar goal hadn't gone in when the Almeria fans in the stand were celebrating. Uh, the TV commentators hadn't mentioned it either so they've got a very up-to-date app, someone in those stands. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was interesting and funny exactly what you say to see mm-hmm. the change in tactic to go looking for a goal to yeah. suddenly every little knock yeah. is uh, two minutes on the floor uh, mm-hmm. going for the corner, zero ambulance in the passing yes and that moment when the final whistle blew and it was confirmed for Almeria you could see you could feel just through the television screen the relief the joy the the three years of of pressure and intense work the players had been under and they had finally achieved it I, I re- remember particularly when Lazo the, the winger for Almeria was interviewed and he was crying he said this is my third season here so 
anybody who has been there for the three seasons or the fans who have been through this will know that the club has been a nearly club for so long and they were almost a nearly club again but finally they achieved it and, and the joy, the elation was, was something special to watch. I think it's joy and I also think it's relief, uh, a, a feeling that something bad isn't going to happen because let's not, let's not forget they do have the biggest uh, budget, one of the biggest mm -hmm. budgets in the second division. There is a pressure, there is an expectation with a, with a rich foreign owner. Uh, to get promoted and and I think they were feeling it mm -hmm. um, so yes Tom after the match uh, I jumped in my car mm -hmm. I did laps of the city centre and when I say to do a lap I mean to drive around in circles um, beeping my horn um, oh were you the one keeping me awake that night I was the one who woke <laughs> up your family yes but I wasn't the only one um, and then uh, I saw a big congregation of people and when I say a congregation I mean a big group of people who had uh, decided to uh, to meet all together? I think organically decided to meet all together in the city centre. There was uh, there was singing, there was jumping, there was dancing, there was fireworks. It was an absolutely fantastic atmosphere. Um, mm. I nearly cancelled my Monday morning classes in that very moment, but I thought, no, no, I'd mm. best maintain some kind of dignity. He's such a professional. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then. Um, Two nights ago, uh, Turkey, uh, the owner of the club, um, he organised a bus tour for the players. The players went on a bus tour around the city centre, stopping at various uh, important places in the city. They had a meeting with the mayor of the city and his, and his politicians. Mm -hmm. Um, again, it was incredibly well um, uh, attended. There mm -hmm. were tens of thousands of people on the Rambler, which is the, the main street in Almeria. Uh, everyone was singing, dancing. There were loads of flares. And when I say a flare, I mean those, uh, those little things that let out red smoke or black mm -hmm. smoke or whatever colour. In this case, it was red smoke. Um, and it was fantastic. There were lots of police there, but it was very well organised. There was no aggression. There was no mm -hmm. trouble. Everyone was in a party uh, mood. It was, it was fantastic. And um, then everyone went to the stadium for the official party uh, and this is something which hasn't happened in previous years the last mm -hmm. time Almeria got promoted there was a bus tour but the owner was already looking to sell the club he didn't want to put his hand in his pocket mm -hmm. what do I mean by put, put your hand in your pocket he didn't want to pay money yes, <laughs> for something <laughs> he didn't he certainly didn't uh, and the stadium uh, party although it started a bit late and I did have some I did hear some complaints about that especially from families was meant to start at 10 o'clock and it started in true Almerian style at around 11.15 mm -hmm. um, but they, it was really good they had um, there's a, the Almeria hymn was performed live by the by the original composer of the song and, uh, and, a, and a famous local singer um, mm -hmm. and it was very well received and then they had a player presentation the players were called out individually onto mm -hmm. the centre of the pitch there was a red carpet um, some of them danced their way to the centre of the pitch some of them waved some of them walked some of them ran uh, some of them staggered some of them staggered what, I was just, what does that mean to stagger? to walk without full balance normally because you're injured or in this case because you're drunk yes um, <laughs> and it, this was definitely a case of the drunk um, there was a few was, uh, the players when they got to the centre were given a microphone and uh, were encouraged to, to, to give a little speech to the fans and a couple of them were certainly a bit worse for wear mm -hmm. when I say worse for wear what do I mean uh, the polite word would be inebriated but really we mean drunk yes a lot of them had 
hoarse voices or croaky voices. And when I mean that, I mean mm-hmm. a voice which isn't quite working properly. Mm-hmm. You haven't lost your voice, but uh, it's definitely suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, especially uh, La Off was uh, the player I would uh, definitely think about when I, when I was thinking about croaky voices. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the players did a lap of honour um, with the cup. Um, they spent quite a lot of time going around all the different parts of the stadium. They spent a lot of time in the Grada Hovin, the youth area, mm-hmm. which is generally the most vocal area. Um, they actually, which I was very worried, they gave the cup to the fans to celebrate with. <laughs> dangerous. Very dangerous. But they, they got away with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't drop the cup. Not They didn't Sergio Ramos-style drop mm-hmm. the cup. Um, and it was a fantastic party. I think everyone left with a smile on their face. Um mm-hmm. It, it was in danger of going on a little too long, but it stopped just at the right time. If, mm-hmm. if it had been half an hour longer, then I think people would have would have lost the, their energy. Mm-hmm. But um, the players, when they were called out with a microphone, were also starting the songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, in terms of atmosphere, I think it was fantastic. And I think it was really healthy for the football club mm-hmm. to be brought together in that way. Uh, to have the songs sung, um, to make maybe some of the people who are less familiar with the songs, um, mm-hmm. then now it's impossible that they don't know them, at mm-hmm. least. Um, so as a first step towards a great atmosphere, uh, I think it was perfect. Um, so Tom, let's go on and talk about what does this mean for for the football club? What's the plans for the future? How are things going to change? So I think the big question that everybody's asking is, uh, will Turkey invest He's invested the maximum allowed by the second division um, fair football mm-hmm. fair play, financial mm-hmm. fair play rules. Uh, do you think he's going to invest a lot of money this summer? I have a feeling we're going to see some big investments from Turkey. Uh, we know for a starter he's investing in the stadium. He's going to lower the level of the pitch. He's going to improve the, uh, the temporary stands which are behind each goal. Uh, to increase the capacity. At the moment it's only about 14,000 but I expect to see that capacity to go up maybe closer to 20,000. I I don't know what they have in mind. Uh, But in terms of players I think we could see a combination of investments. We could see some player sales as well. Uh, This is something we've seen for the last three years. Uh, Even star players like Darwin Nunez have been moved on when the price is right. And I heard the managing director, Mohamed Alassi, say that about uh, Uma Sadiq when he was asked. He said, no problem if clubs meet the valuation we will let him go. An interesting point about Sadiq, he does have a release clause, mm-hmm. which was around 30 million in uh, La Segunda Division. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, there's a, a clause in his clause, which means mm-hmm. uh, now if someone wants to pay him uh, to pay his clause out, they would have to pay 60 million euros. Ooh, now, wow. I can't see anyone paying 60 million euros. Although he's he's obviously got signs of quality, can he do it at the top level? There's a big question yeah. mark. And uh, $60 million is a lot of money to pay for a question mark. I think at this stage in his career, that's an overvaluation. Uh, maybe he can improve, but uh, I, would, I don't think clubs will be paying that to release him. I think they just want to protect their asset mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, not, have to sell, not be forced to sell him mm-hmm. unless it's in their, in their benefit. I personally think uh, they will put a lot of money in. I think um, there's a few things Amria need. Uh, in terms of the starting eleven, I think they need a, a good partner for Babich at the back. Mm-hmm. I think Eli Rodriguez, uh, who you've mentioned, uh, he he has been doing well recently. Yeah. But uh, Rodrigo Eli. 
Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah sorry. Um, but I think uh, I think an upgrade wouldn't wouldn't mm. do any harm. A lot of goals have come from him being turned very quickly, mm-hmm. and not being able to match the pace of a striker. Um, I also think they need a centre midfielder, mm. uh, someone to really open the door. Uh, I think a lot of the times Almeria score goals and attack from the outside of play, mm-hmm. uh, from the wings um, or or from deeper positions. But when teams sit back against them. Uh, I think they struggle to really create space in the centre of the park. I think mm-hmm. Samuel Costa is a great holding player, mm-hmm. but uh, Laoth and Robert Doni, um, I think um, they, they could be improved upon. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'd agree. Uh, I, I like Robert Doni. Uh, Laoth, I feel his, his best work is more defensive uh, rather than in, in as a midfielder who can create play as a creative player. Uh, I do think there's room in in the striking force as well. I, I'm still not convinced by Ramathani. I feel he's very young. He can improve. He's obviously very very quick, but at this stage, I don't think he's ready for the Premier League. Uh, so I think we might see as many as one third to half of these players moved on in a short period of time, and it could be transfers, players coming in. It could also be deals with other clubs. We have to consider that uh, Turkey has family who are in charge of clubs such as Newcastle United. Uh, We might see some loan players uh, being loaned out in either direction, although I suspect Newcastle probably have a squad that is is a little bit above Almeria at the moment, but I know that there is a network of clubs around Turkey. Uh, We might see players coming from this network that they already have in operation. Yeah, that could well be the case. Uh, I think Newcastle, uh, if you're a Newcastle owner, uh, sending a player to Almeria could be a good way to get them some match practice, Mm -hmm. some game time. Um, So, Tom, you were living in Almeria the last time uh, Almeria were in La Liga. How do you think promotion can benefit the city? Mm-hmm. Um, do you think it's going to put it on the map? Do you think we might get more investment? Uh, mm-hmm. Any tangible or less tangible factors that you think could uh, change? Yes, this is a city that is growing anyway. There are investment opportunities here. There are big civil projects planned already. So I can see that the the club can just draw attention, show people that uh, there is this city called Almeria in Andalusia, and it is big, and it is prosperous, uh, and you know they don't need to just fly to Malaga down the road or uh, Benidorm, Alicante, Valencia up the road. That uh, it could help Almeria grow uh, in terms of attracting more foreign investment. So yes, I, th- I think if Almeria can stay up, then. Uh, we can expect the city to probably attract more business and attract more tourism. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And uh, just moving the same question, but as opposed to, to the city, to the club, um, one thing I really noticed over the last few months when I've been uh, really spending quite a lot of time at the stadium or associated with the club is how young the fan base is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've spoken to quite a lot of people about this and they say that this is the fruit of the promotion under Unai Emery and the promotion in 2012, um, saying that, um, you know, before that, a lot of young people here all automatically supported Real Madrid or Barcelona, mainly Real Madrid. Um, 
But with those promotions, it gave young people a good reason to support a local team, not just Almeria and Madrid, or Madrid and Almeria. A lot of these young, young youngsters are, are fully focused Almeria fans. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think that this promotion, especially with the promise of investment, could do exactly the same thing, for, could reinforce that support from the, from the kind of teenagers now or young adults now, and also for the next generation coming through, really cement their support for the future. And it is a, it is a young club, it is a growing club, and to get, you know, all of these things are kind of, they're not a vicious circle, the opposite, a beneficial circle. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They, they swing in roundabouts. You know, you're not going to get the support without the investment. You're not going to get the investment without an owner. You're not going to get any of that without quality on the pitch. Mm-hmm. And if all, and I, I really see various aspects of the club developing at the same time mm-hmm. um, in exactly the way they need to be done. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, the money's not organic, but the, but the support's organic. And, and yeah, it's, it's nice to see. Absolutely, you're right about uh, the the youth are in the stadium. Uh, This can also be attributed to the the low cost of ticket prices. It is affordable for young people to go to the games. So this is definitely something for the owners to consider in the Premier League. There will be a temptation to raise the ticket prices in order to maximise the profits from the gate. The gate is the, the total Uh, money received after a home game. Uh, That will be the temptation, but they will need to be very careful to balance that so that ticket prices remain affordable and they don't alienate young people. Yeah, I've been doing a bit of research into this. Almeria's season ticket this season was uh, €290. And uh, Cadiz, which was the cheapest uh, season ticket I could find in La Liga, was over €600. there's talk of Almeria putting their prices up to about 400, 450 mm-hmm. uh, for new season ticket holders, but that, that's still a long way cheaper than Cadiz at six six fifty. So they will still be the cheapest side in La Liga. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right; they really need this young young support. Firstly, because it's the future of the club, and secondly, mm-hmm. because they're the people who provide the best atmosphere in the stadium. Mm-hmm. So, Tom, our last question uh, about Almeria on the Almeria promotion special is. Um, how do you think they can get on in La Liga? And when I say get on, is how can they do? Will they be successful in La Liga? They can be successful. A, a lot of this now will come down to the ownership and the management of the club. Uh, I mentioned Mohamed al Assi, the managing director, earlier. Uh, he will have the final say on a lot of the, the transfer dealings and the signings. So it's essential that they keep this excellent team spirit that they they have within the dressing room between the the playing squad and the staff members and also that they can build on that by being by bringing the right players into the club so that even when times are tough and we have to accept that it's not going to be easy in the Premier League they are going to be one of the poorer teams or they're not going to have the same quality in their squad they need to be able to unify and pull together uh, and having a good atmosphere for the, the 99% of activity that happens off the, the, the field when you're not playing matches is going to be fundamental for that unity. Yeah, I, I agree. And in, in terms of support in the stadium and unity, and I am a bit worried because, for example, in that um, Alcorcon match, the final home game of the season, there was a party atmosphere before the game. There was a party atmosphere at the start of the game. But when Alcorcon scored the goal, 
the atmosphere really dropped. You could mm-hmm. feel the disappointment in the stadium. Now you've got to think that Almeria next season aren't going to be winning most of their home games like they have mm-hmm. done this season. And the fans really need to maintain the passion to be the 12th man on the mm-hmm. pitch uh, when times are hard, not just when times are good. That's a nice expression, to be the 12th man. And I don't mean the referee this yeah. time. <laughs> yes, you mean that the, that the fans in the stadium can provide the energy and the atmosphere to act to, to create a 12th player on the field. I mean, but... look at Real Madrid this season in the Champions League. Their fans never believe they're beaten. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the Champions League, they've created great atmospheres mm-hmm. and they've made their wildest dreams come true. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what Almeria need to do. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about on our next episode of the podcast. It certainly is. Um, so, Tom, it's been an absolute pleasure to to share this Almeria promotion special with you. Uh, you must be absolutely buzzing. I know I am. Mm-hmm. The whole city is. Um, so, yes, uh, big congratulations to all Almeria fans uh, and all future Almeria fans. Uh, mm-hmm. And give them an opportunity to win your heart. Mm-hmm. So, yes, if you enjoyed this episode... You can always give us a like, leave us a little review on your listening platform. And also you can find our Facebook group, Learn English Football Podcast. We have another group, English Learners Who Love Football on Facebook. Uh, Come and join us. And thank you for listening. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tim. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.